Hello everyone and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. This is your host Manvi and today we have with us Suzanne Hansen, team owner and manager of Hansen Motorsport, leading with all her motorsport knowledge of almost 40 years now and also the only female European rallycross champion in history. Thank you so much Suzanne for joining us today. How are you doing? Hello, everybody, and yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for asking. It's a uh, middle of the season, so yeah, we have more races to come. So I'm looking forward. Absolutely amazing. So I have to first ask you this question: Why did you choose to go from driver to team manager slash company owner? Yeah, now now I've been a team manager for almost 30 years, so I competed for about 10 years. And yeah, the decision was quite simple, money. Uh, came to a point that uh, um, to grow the team and to grow the, the, the work we were doing, um, money wasn't enough. Um, so I chose to... Um, to uh, to leave the role as a driver and focus on being more a, a team manager and i think the possibility for me to stay in the team stay in the sport stay in rallycross in another role than as a driver also made the decision uh, to quit driving uh, easier because i really love to be in the competitive competitive environment so being in motorsport is like perfect for me. Mm. So when I realized I had that opportunity to stay in rallycross as a team manager, I found, wow. Uh, and I all immediately knew that there were so many areas that we could be better in as a team. So I, I, uh, I just love that, uh, adding that, uh, that work to my, to my CV as well. I love that. I also find this very common. A lot of people who work in motorsport always tell me that they're all very competitive or they like being in a competitive environment, which which makes sense to me. Do you think that your knowledge as a driver brought new wealth into the into the team? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, having that perspective, having that knowledge, having that feeling what it is to be so exposed as you are as a driver. You are on the top tip of the iceberg. You are there. Everybody is looking to what you do. And it's, a, it's enormous pressure. Mm -hmm. And also how you communicate as a driver to the team, to the engineers. Having that understanding is like synchronizing what you say to what you do. It's totally different. Mm. So I'm very grateful that I have those years with me um, in my backpack when I enter my role as a team manager because it helps enormously, both mentally, um, social-wise, and uh, yeah, like to have a full, full view of what it is to be a driver, to be a mechanic, or any other role in the team. Absolutely. Do you mm. ever think about um, your journey as a driver? And do you now do you so you, you do think that you made the right decision going from driver to team owner? Because well, Hanson Motorsport is doing extremely well, and obviously you are a big part of that success. Uh, yes, I, I. You know, we didn't think so much about. Uh, how should I say? We more live like year to year. When you're very passionate about something, 
all you think of is you want to do it somehow. That meant that there were areas that we didn't know so much about. So mm. what we had to do is to, to learn that, to find a way to learn it and uh, to be better. And that meant that um, you had to be good at so many different things, not only driving, managing a car, managing the finances, managing the communication, marketing, you know. Um, and that challenge is very interesting because you need to push yourself to things that you're a little bit afraid of, mm. but you know you need it to be able to continue with what you love. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, and Kenneth and me, we have always been a very good pairing in that, um, that we are very good on different things and where where I can add uh, things to him, he can also add things to my, to my side. And uh, as a whole, um, that has been... Also, the understanding when you're a small company and you're devoted in sports, any sports, I think that is what occupies your mind uh, a lot. So it's not like you that when you go home at five o'clock, you don't think about your work. You mm. constantly think about your work more or less all day long. Um, so living in, in an environment that you're, you're allowed to do that and and also it's a big relief to always have people around you knowing exactly what you're mm. going through so, although it's hard or 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 a success or whatever um it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to work like I do yeah i i like that you said that because i can imagine that since both of you are in motorsport and you both are obviously doing everything together, the emotions are very, very similar. But sometimes, and I've heard this before from other people as well, that sometimes the partners who don't work in motorsport, it's it's hard to explain um, mm. what they're going through because it's just, it's not something that they can understand. It's not like they're not trying to understand, they're trying, but it's just not possible to understand it. So I can see that, you know, there's all, you're just together in the good times and the bad times, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, it's giving power couple. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so to date, you are the only um, woman to have won an FIA European Rallycross title to date. How long do you think it'll be before we have another female champion in the series? Oh, how long? Uh, so, so difficult to answer. <laughs> um, uh, I hope it's not that far away. I can see, and I'm very glad to see that, there is an increase in female participation in all levels of motorsport. Since my days, I felt it decreased for quite mm. some time. But now I can feel it's turned around. So there are more women in, as mechanics, engineers, and also as drivers. And I'm very, very glad to see that. Um, and I think it's because it's also a new generation. I feel that the new generation are more generous to each other, male and female, and see like each other as like competitors. And um, that makes a big difference. So answer to your question, when will we see a female <laughs> champion? I would say um, 
within three to five years. Oh, minimum. wow. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing that. No. I love that. I know you said that, but I find very interesting that since you joined, you actually saw a dip in the interest um, mm -hmm. in female participation. Um, that's interesting to me. I mean, it makes sense because also over 40 years, I'm sure there's been um, dips and rises. So mm -hmm. would you say there's been an increase in the past like five to 10 years or maybe longer or shorter than that? No, five to 10 years, I think. Mm. Um, I saw when we when we started recording with Timmy and Kevin, there were a lot of of young girls taking part, but they dropped off in different ways. Although there are different programs trying to mm. to catch those female drivers, but I think it's also the the timing um, in the world that that is. Uh, now it comes more naturally, or what I should say. It's, uh, um, I think it's about the mindset as society as a whole. Uh, it's easier to see yourself as a fem as a driver. Um, Absolutely. That is not not like a contradiction. It's not like you interfere in some other other's business, or it's it's like more inclusive. It's more open. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm. And I'm sure there's so many women who actually saw you as a champion and that motivated them as well. I don't know if you had anyone to look up to, to think that, okay, this is the kind of person I want to model myself after. But for so many women coming after you, because you've already reached that success, it becomes mm. easier to envision yourself in that position. Mm. Yeah, role models is so, so important. But I think I didn't have my role model in the world of, of motorsport, I had my role model more or less next to me, which was my grandmother, who has always been, I don't really like the word a strong woman, but she was an independent woman. Mm. She, she looked after herself. She listened to her inner voice. She took the decision that felt right for her. She always was loyal and generous. And that's what I wanted to be. And there, if someone didn't, uh, she included everybody. She, she didn't say, you can't do that because you're a woman. You can't do that because you're a girl. That was never the case. She was always encouraging. So I think she was my role model, uh, although she wasn't directly from motorsport, but she encouraged me to do what I felt was something I wanted to investigate and try and even challenge myself to do. That is really, really beautiful. I almost have tears in my eyes. That's really, really nice. I love hearing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, having somebody in your family who understands what you want to do and just supports you is, is such a game changer. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it means to, well, to any child or teenager and also adults to have those people around you knowing that whatever happens mm -hmm. they have your back yeah and you don't have to explain they just know and that is such a comfort in a challenging environment that motorsport can be because not only is it your skills and talent and devotion it's also about money and contact and performance it's so many things that put pressure to you absolutely so being able to 
relax and feel comfortable and feel strong together with someone else that yeah. meant meant so much to me yeah just someone who's there and says i've got your back it's all good mm. you know yeah absolutely mm. i love that mm. um so coming back to your current role as team owner and team manager can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your role includes yeah it's first of all having a overview uh, perspective of things um knowing where we want to go as a company as a team what is our target many years ahead mm-hmm. and also day to day decisions so it's a very broad uh, spectra of things i need to to look after but as a team owner and manager i would say first of all knowing what direction we're going mm-hmm. and to and in what speed we are going to that direction so um that's that's part of my my thing but i also find it very very interesting to be looking at designs uh, looking at plans looking into details what can we do better here where can we improve why didn't that work out well what can we do instead i love that proactive part of my job to being always finding even in the slightest details mm. finding improvement it's very satisfying yeah and then i'm sure if you see it on track you're like yes i'm glad i did that <laughs> yeah yes yeah exactly yeah. I love that I love that I also mm-hmm. think motorsport is so unique in the sense that truly like anything can make even difference of a tenth of a second or whatever it is and that can make a huge difference actually in the outcome of a race which mm. I feel like since I started watching racing I never really valued like milliseconds or like tenth of a second and things like that and now I'm and now it just really quantifies how much time we actually have in a day and it really makes me think about the way that you guys have to think about time and the way that you have to find improvement in those in those little chunks of time yes it is it's a uh, it's difficult maybe first of all to see where those areas can be at all to discover them and mm-hmm. that is the first step and uh, Uh, it takes some courage to go out of your comfort zone and see if you can do something better because uh, that also will mean that you need to learn something new just mm-hmm. say change something say stop to something say move on or i mean I, it it can mean a lot of things um but yes first of all being able to see where you can make a change Mm-hmm. um but also you know when it comes to the ultimate performance is also about reducing a lot of things to simplify um so you can be very clear on your actual task mm. so the f- the less you need to think of um things around the better it is so i i try to take away uh, distractions around to make it very clear why are we here what is yeah. it we're going to do now um so um that's part of the small details um taking away things that 
could upset you or make you uh, stressed or mm. or afraid or so part of it is also encouragement um, so everybody feel uh, that their input is mm. as important as anybody else um, because I think also taking responsibility that is the drivers take a lot of responsibility but so yeah. do engineers and, and mechanics as well and to have have that same same level of commitment and how much you risk uh, should be the same for everybody yes mm. absolutely there's a, definitely a lot of pressure and stress that comes with this mm. job and especially any job in motorsport because there are people watching, you know, if there's a mistake, some people can be brutal, you know, we know that. And it's very easy to to blame yourself. And, you know, it's harder to find um, sometimes maybe that motivation to keep going and feel that confidence in yourself. So it sounds mm -hmm. like your job is really, you know, keeping the team together and the glue of the team rather, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, of, us, of course, Rallycross as a series has been around for many, many years. But World RX is a relatively new series. It started in 2014, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested to know your perspective. Is there anything about the progression of World RX and its popularity that has stuck out to you? Yeah, of course. It's uh, Now we, we are doing um, electric in cars mm. in, in World Rallycross and that is the best step we have ever taken. Mm. I feel it's so right in so many levels. Uh, first of all is adding to the knowledge of the technology in, in electric cars and also for the environment. I know it's just an electric car and that doesn't really make a big difference overall but it's it's like a statement, like driving electric cars for us was like making a statement, okay, we want to see what we can contribute with in making the environment a better place, mm -hmm. do, doing work for the environment. And that is, that is how we also decided that we should try to, to look into certifications and... Uh, and, and and do like having that like soaking into the whole team and the whole company that we shift focus in a way that is sustainable in the long long run so that was what i really love about world rallycross mm. is that although we are a very small sport we had the courage to do something very new and that nobody else has done before, that we are trailblazers in that sense. And I would like to say it's easy because it's not, but it was the right thing for World Rx and for our company. Mm -hmm. And there are obstacles and there are challenges, as you all know, but going electric is the future for us. It suits Rallycross so perfect. It's like made for it. I love that. I also, I was mm. just going to ask you, I think that with so many other series, when there's a focus on electric, the um, the idea is to start a new series. So obviously with World RX, it's like it has been one of the 
um, I would say, a role model series for other series to look up to and say, okay, this is what you guys have done. This is what we can take from that and how we can implement it in our new series, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess my question would be, was were other people in, in your experience as being a rally cross driver and then rally cross team owner and everything were fans and were consumers of the sport also as welcoming to the electric um, aspect of the series? Both yes and no. Okay. Of course, uh, online you know it's very easy with hatred and negative. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a big it's a big problem for uh, for anyone. It's a scary uh, place. Course, it is a scary <laughs> place. A lot of trolls and yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really show what we meet when we see mm. people in person. When we meet the fans on the track, or when we meet companies, or when we meet colleagues, it's a total different tone. Mm. And uh, yes, there have been both positive and negatives. But I must say, although this is only the second year we do World RX in electric cars, the shift has already come. There is so much more positivity now that, wow, that is amazing cars. That looks so cool. And it's, it's another, it's a lot like another dimension of experience motorsport because I can only talk for rallycross now. Yeah, what you have only heard was more or less the engines. Mm. But now you hear so much more. Now you hear how the chassis works or when it touches the ground or the how the um, the tire works or you can also hear the electric motors. And there is so mad, mad, many other things that you can hear now. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm surprised myself that uh, going electric could add so much to the sound experience. Yes, uh, yeah. 100%. So, mm, so uh, yeah, coming back to the, the positive and negatives, uh, it has already changed. We already proven that World Royal Lacrosse should be electric and that is our future. And also because we can come and meet the fans. We can go to the fans now in a total different way than we could before because now we can go into city centers. Mm. We can go closer to where people live. We don't have to take your car to a track far away. Mm. Now we come to the fans instead. Yeah, And I think that is a very promising future for Rallycross because yeah. we have the possibility to do that now. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I I actually like that. I also think there is so much, not stigma, but there is a little bit of stigma around electric cars still. Like some people don't like them or whatever it is. And I think when motorsport series start doing it themselves and then fans can look up to them and I think that helps reduce that stigma as well to be like, okay, if we have these world championships and drivers and everybody driving these amazing, really cool electric cars, then there is no stigma around it. So I think it really helps with that as well. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's everything that is new and that you haven't seen before, that is a new acquaintance. It takes some time. uh, And I think it's just about being patient here and just show your best side um, because there are so many upsides to electric racing. Mm. um, And we have to do it. If we want to be looking 
the future in the eyes and say, hey, I did what I could to be to to add my part to this yep. equation of the environment. I think that is what we need to do. And I'm sure there will be other kind of different motor racing as well. But for rallycross, electric suits that sport so well because it's it's a sprint sport mm-hmm. and and we don't and we have massive uh, acceleration and massive power so uh, it it really it's like made for a short circuits and yep. you can see everything and yeah absolutely yeah. i love I that think it has a posi- uh, positive future there yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I definitely also think that it definitely changes the sound experience. I only noticed that because I went to a Formula E race a couple of mm-hmm. months ago. And the mm-hmm. sound of the cars is so different. And it's very mm-hmm. unique. And it took me a while to get used to it. In the first, I was like, I was not sure what that is. And then when mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was on track. And then it actually becomes it becomes like white noise after a while you get used to it like you get used to any other like car sound um but yeah it definitely changes the sound experience quite a bit uh but i kind of yeah, love because it you don't you don't i mean when you th- when let's say you you hear a, a, a combustion car and you hear the noise of that and that triggers memories for you that mm-hmm. you think back of that was a nice experience but for the moment you don't have that uh amount of memories together with electric cars yet but you are creating those memories so next time you hear an electric car and you think of a really cool race and overtaking a jump as someone sliding really cool it will add to your positive feeling again so i think that's what i mean with being patient mm. you need to build on your positive memory um, memories so you have a you have more memories to associate electric uh, sounds with absolutely and i think it's the same with when you smell something or you feel something any senses it's just how you combine it with a positive or negative memory yeah absolutely i love that Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap, we have something called a rapid fire on our podcast where I'll ask you three questions and you just have to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, question number one, what is the one thing you wish people knew about Rallycross? It's how spectacular it is. Mm. Absolutely. I definitely want to go to a rally cross race, especially after this conversation. Um, I definitely want to experience the new electric side of things. And um, just that environment just seems really, really exciting. And also because it's a smaller championship, I would prefer that then because the fan environment would be so much more tangible and so much you just mm-hmm. see, see, see so much more. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a very open atmosphere in Rallycross. We are very yeah. welcoming. We are very close to the fans, so they get to see everything more or less behind the behind oh, the scenes. Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. I love that. <laughs> All right. Question number two: What is the one thing you miss sometimes about being a, a driver? Having a really perfect slide. Sideways, going sideways into a corner. It's so, so nice. Could you still do that? And could you ever get a chance to hop into the car and do that? Uh, yes, I, I could if I if I want. Yeah, that's, uh, 
I have possibilities. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're just like, I just want to get in for one minute. I just want to do a quick slide and that's it. You can have it yeah. back after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. All right, last question. Besides Rallycross, which other motorsport series do you love? Just as a fan, as a consumer, anything? And the other motorsport? Ooh. I would say rallying then. Mm. Rallying, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you still like rally cross more than you like rallying? Yeah, definitely. That's why I also like uh, uh, Extreme E. It reminds me a lot of rally cross, the concept. And, uh, yes. and uh, yeah, so Extreme E is it's more or less same format in some way although they are they have a, a little bit different tweak to it mm-hmm. um, but yeah. th- that's the same concept i really like when you have short sharp races that's what like there is no room for mistakes it's like accuracy all the time but you need to handle jumps and sideways and the starts and so many so many peak moments in a very short time yes Absolutely. I find Rallycross very fascinating because the um, this, the track is just so challenging itself, mm. which is very interesting to me. Like, obviously, that's a shorter circuit, shorter time, no room for error. And then on top of that, the track is what's actually challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Suzanne, for joining us today. It has been so great picking your brain about Rallycross, about your experience you are such an inspirational woman thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me yeah thank you for calling and wish you a nice week <laughs> thank you thank and you so welcome much. to Rallycross. we are happy to see you there yes absolutely i will be texting you i will be there i will be coming sometime <laughs> good thank, thank you so Monday. much bye bye